21st chapter of John, verse number 18. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked wherever you wanted. But when you shall be old, you'll stretch forth your hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee where you would not. This spake he, signifying what death he is Peter, should should, what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Now this is, this is Peter that we're talking about. This is again after the resurrection, or after the, the resurrection, after Jesus crucified. And he, Peter, and he's telling them, telling him that you're going to die a death that will glorify God. And then he says that familiar phrase that he heard just over three years ago. Follow me. And Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved. That would be John. He saw this disciple following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? asking what's going to happen to John and Jesus says unto him if I will that he tarry till I come what is that to you follow thou me that's what I'm going to preach this morning we just need to simply follow simply follow God bless you you can be seated this morning thank you for standing had shown himself to the disciples after his resurrection. Thomas, who doubted, was able to see the Lord firsthand, speak with him and touch him. John, the writer of our text today, he declared that Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples. But somewhere in the midst of all this activity, Peter got sounds a lot like Peter. Maybe he needed to get away and think for a while, and so he said to those that were near him, he told them, I go a-fishing. I'm going back to what I know, and it relaxes me. I'm going to clear my head for a while. And so they decided to join him, and they entered into the ship. The Bible declares that the first night that they didn't catch anything. But in the morning we read Jesus was on the shore. 
And he called out to them. It sounds a lot like the original calling of Peter. And from the shore, Jesus calls out to them in the boat, Have you caught anything? Quickly they replied, No. They didn't know that it was the Lord when he called out to them. But then he tells them to cast net on the other side of the ship. It's just replaying the whole scene. And so as they began to pull in the nets, all of a sudden the lights clicked on in Peter's mind. And John declared to Peter and said, It's the Lord. Peter couldn't get to him fast enough, and so he dove into the water and he swam to shore. And it's these moments that provide the setting for our text this morning. It's here as they sat around the fire that, that Jesus asked Peter three times, Do you love me? And Peter three times, Yes, Lord, you know that I do. And Jesus gave Peter instruction to feed sheep. But the context did not stop with a portion of the conversation but rather it carried into the verses of our text today. Jesus signifying to Peter the death that Peter would die. And, Peter, and he tells Peter simply, follow me. Now, I don't know how you feel about something like this, but, but I know as a parent, oftentimes our response to our children when they say that, well, we ask them, why did you do that? Little Johnny told me to do it. Little Susie told me to do it. And our response is, if little Johnny told you to jump off a bridge, if little Susie told you to jump off a bridge, that would be our response, right? And so Peter is hearing the Lord tell him of the type of death that Peter is going to suffer. And he tells him to follow me. Peter, why did you live the way you lived? Why did you do what you did? Jesus told me to do it. He knew that there would be suffering that would come with following Jesus. He knew that there would be struggles coming that... that comes with the, the fact that he would follow Jesus, that he would live in the way and the calling that Jesus called him to. And yet he did it anyway. Yet he did it anyway. As children, we would play that game depending on who the leader of the game would be. It could be very fun or it could be very boring, but you know the game. Follow the leader. Kids ever play follow the leader? I see all the older kids saying it. <laughs> Simon says, yeah. It's a game where everybody gets in line. And the leader begins the journey. They go around the play yard or wherever they're playing. And, and whatever the actions that the leader does, everyone else is supposed to do. Whatever direction the leader takes, everyone else is supposed to take direction. 
And in order to stay in the game, you must follow the leader wherever they go and follow the leader in whatever they do. I don't know that I need to say it, but I'll just say it anyway. We understand Jesus is the leader. And this is no game. We must follow our leader. And I'll tell you that there is joy in the journey. But there's also nothing so serious as being called to follow the Lord. To follow Him in the direction that He would want us to go. And follow Him in the actions that He would want us to take. He is indeed the great shepherd leading us on to our heavenly home. And He is our model for we are called to be holy as He is holy. That word follow, the original language in the Greek, is ekaluthio. It means to be a follower or a companion. It's used 77 times in the New Testament, speaking of following our Lord Jesus Christ. In its most literal sense, it means to be going in the same way. In its metaphorical meaning, it, it simply applies being a disciple, which is a learner or a student. Disciples were called, Simon and Andrew. We read of them being called by the Lord, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Levi, he was told to follow me. Matthew was told, follow me. Philip, follow me. And, and it all they all got up from where they were and they followed the Lord. I don't hear them asking questions. I don't see them uh, making excuses or reasonings, not at least those 12. It required their sacrifice. They forsook all, the Bible says, and followed Him. They left everything behind to follow, to simply follow. Given no promises of what was coming down the road, giving no promise of, of what their future would hold, simply follow me. How many of us would do that today? We got to make sure that we, we tell people about heaven first. We want to know what's in it for us before we're willing to simply follow. But let me ask you, at that point, is it simply following? Jesus, from what our record is, is we have no record of him promising them life eternal. When he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. We have no record of him giving them hope of eternal life with, with heaven and streets of gold and all of those things. He didn't tell them that they would be the, the foundation stones upon which that new Jerusalem would be built. He simply said, follow me. Others who were called at points throughout the, the Gospels, they were called also to follow. But notice, we call them others. We don't give them names. They don't have the names in Scripture because they didn't follow the Lord. One said, let me go and bury my father who's just passed away. Another one said, let me go say goodbye to my family. Jesus told them, let the dead bury their dead 
And he also said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. One man was even told to go and sell all that he has and give it to the poor and then come follow me. But there's no promise that he would receive anything in return. And that man went away sad because he had much goods. You see, in order to follow, you've got to be going in the same direction to get to the same destination as the leader. The disciples went wherever it was the Lord would go unless directed otherwise. And the direction that the leader goes and that the leader takes is the direction that we must follow. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. It comes through following direction. The Lord said in John 12, 26, that and serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. Paul said it this way. He said that there was a race that is before me. Direction given to him if he simply follow. Following sets the direction. But what about the actions? What about how we're living? You see, the actions of the disciples would be under the direction and guidance and instruction and influence of the Lord. Folks, let me just pause here before I continue in my notes. Let me just pause here and just tell you that if your actions are not influenced by the Lord, if your actions are not under the instruction and direction of the Lord, you might need to check how you're living. You might need to stay on that for a little while. There wasn't enough amens on that one. While Jesus was with them, they would learn how to do things. They would learn how to pray because apparently they didn't know how to pray. They would learn how to preach and how to teach. They would learn how to access their faith for the working of miracles. But their actions would go so much further because after Jesus' ascension, they would have to put into practice everything that they had learned of the Lord. And beginning on the Pentecost, their actions indicated that they were still following. Jesus was no longer with them in bodily form. He was no longer manifest in their presence in body as Jesus Christ. But now he was manifest in them on the day of Pentecost uh, through his spirit that is now abiding in them. And so what are they doing? They're now following Jesus. He's directing them from the inside. <laughs> Peter on that day stood up to preach and his actions proved that he was still following. Throughout the book of Acts, we see that the disciples were plainly still following. You follow the Lord when you apply the Word of God in your life. You follow the Lord when you share your witness, when you, when you reach for someone in your life, when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You follow the Lord when you pray for the sick and when you worship and praise. You follow the Lord when you find yourself at a point of prayer 
and study of the Scripture. That's how you follow the Lord. You follow the Lord in the action and the way that you live every day, being an example and letting Christ shine through your life. You follow when you repent. When you remove those things from your life that are ungodly. When you don't go places that you shouldn't be going. And when you stop doing the things that you shouldn't be doing. That is how you follow the Lord. You follow when you live holy. I would say in both uses of the word. Whole as in entirely and completely. But also then separated from the world and dedicated unto God. Hallelujah. You follow when you live holy after the Lord. When your direction takes you to the church and not away from it. When your actions lead you deeper into worship and prayer and not away from them. When you go into that place of service, hallelujah, and dedication like never before, that is how you follow the Lord. When you stop looking to the world for your answers and you start looking to the Word of God and you start seeking Him in prayer and fasting, hallelujah, that's how you follow the Lord. You follow when it's more important to be pleasing to God in all that you do than it is to please your friends or your co-workers or your family or the world around you. That's when you know that you are simply following. You see, there's a common thing that was taking place in the New Testament church. There were people that were selling their lands and giving it to the church, the disciples, to distribute among those that were in need. Recognitions were no doubt being given. <laughs> there were people that, were, that didn't want it. They wanted the same recognition as other people. And so their pride got involved. There were some that simply for pride's sake would sell their land and give the money to the church. And Ananias and Sapphira were, were two of those that were named, husband and wife. They looked to the recognition of others. They looked to what others were doing and allowed it to dictate how they followed the Lord. Paul gives a warning to the church in Corinth. And it applies to everyone thereafter. In Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Paul tells the church, he said, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. They're patting themselves on the back. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. You see, when you start comparing yourself to others in the church, you're unwise. When you allow what they do to dictate your relationship with God and how you follow the Lord, hallelujah, you begin to be distracted from looking at Him and following Him to following the others around you. Why are they so blessed and I'm not? Oh, come on now. Why are they being used and I'm not? And then you start flipping it around. What's wrong with their walk with God that they, and they have all sorts of problems? What's going on in their life? 
Folks, you know what I'm talking about. God help us because we might not say it in these exact words, but how we respond, how we how we times is we'll act like that Pharisee that Jesus talked about and we'll say, I'm glad I'm not like they are. Whew. <laughs> Peter, in our text, he, he asked of the Lord as he was just told, Peter, you're gonna, your death is going to be for the glory of the Lord. So just follow me. In conversation, he says, well, what about John? <laughs> As he sees John leaning against Jesus. What about him? How's he going to die? Is my death going to be more glorious than his? Will my name be greater than his because of how I died for you? Folks, I, I'm not far off from the truth on that. We want to know that, that, that somebody else is going to suffer like we are. But we don't want them to get more glory out of it than we do. Peter inquired of the Lord, what about John? And the Lord's response was as simple as it could possibly get. What is it to you? What does it matter to you, Peter? <laughs> That's not your business. And when he said that, he didn't give Peter a chance to respond to that. He simply said one more time, what is it to you, Peter? Follow me. Don't worry about John. Don't worry about what's going to happen to him. Don't worry about the direction he's going to take. Don't whether, worry about whether he's going to continue to serve me or not and how I'm going to use him. Sim simply follow me. Don't worry, about the, don't worry about the other people. Don't worry about the world. Follow me, he says. It's almost echoing what, what the Lord spoke through Isaiah the prophet when he told his people Israel, look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. Stop looking at other people. Stop being so concerned with what they think about you and getting distracted with what's happening in their lives. Pray for them absolutely. But simply follow. Simply follow. The problem is it gets even worse when we start comparing ourselves to those who are still in the world. Those who are still lost in their sin, we begin to compare ourselves to them. We look at their Facebook pages, their Instagrams, their TikToks. Some of you have no idea what, what I just said. I'm talking in tongues to you. Yes, folks, there's pleasure in sin, but it is only for a season. You've probably seen those filters that people are using on things when they record themselves that are hiding their natural true look. It smooths out their skin. It, 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 it recolors their skin so there's no flaws 
according to what, they, what their purpose is. Straightens their eyes out. Straightens their nose out. Makes their lips a little more puffy. You know what I'm talking about. And all it's doing is putting up a facade. Something that is not real. Something that is not true. I'm telling you this morning that we need to understand that we're not fooling anybody. We're trying to, to walk and live according to the ways of the world when Jesus is simply saying, follow me. Stop putting up facades and making everybody think that everything's just going great and that everything is perfect and everything's fine. Just follow me. Don't worry about those people. Don't worry about those people. Just follow me. What is it to you? Whether the Lord blesses them or not. The psalmist said, my foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. What is it to you? Just follow me. We're so quick to click follow on Facebook, to subscribe on YouTube, to follow on Instagram and TikTok. We're so quick to follow those people. Where are they leading you? Where are they taking you? What are they showing you? Man, I, I, I wish Jesus would make an account so at least some people in some way would be able to follow him. Folks, it's, it's, it's even more than just a click. Jesus says, follow me. Just follow me. Hallelujah. He'll direct your steps. He'll guide your path. Don't worry about all the financial advice on Facebook. Don't worry about all those who tell you how to get a relationship on TikTok. Don't worry about all those who are trying to give you direction in all the worldly ways. Jesus says, follow me. Hallelujah. And he will direct your paths. We've got to follow his direction in the word. We've got to follow his actions in the spirit. We've got to follow in spite of other people. We've got to follow with other people. Hallelujah. We've got to follow through the good and we've got to follow through the bad. We've simply got to follow. That's what it boils down to. I'm not going to sugarcoat what Jesus said. To follow him is costly because you have to surrender and give all of yourself to him. Your decisions, your actions, your living are all based off of and purposed to follow Jesus. In Matthew 4, verse 18, Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. And this is where we get the mirrored story or the mirrored narrative. It's, it's, it's almost like it, it just happened all over again, deja vu all over again. Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. He saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets, and they followed him. And going on from there, Jesus saw two other brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, 
in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Did you, did you catch that? They walked away from their livelihood. They walked away from their possessions. They even walked away from their own family. They walked away for something known, from something known unto something that was unknown. But now simply they were following Jesus. And I've got to tell somebody this morning that there is no higher calling. There is no greater purpose. There is no better way to live. Hallelujah. There's no better hope to have than to simply follow Jesus. going to cost you something. But if you will simply follow, you may not know what's around every turn. You may not know what's over every hill or what you're going to find in every valley. But if you will simply follow, He knows the way you take. Oh. He knows the way you take. In Matthew 16, verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, He said, If any man will come after me, let him deny, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is it profited? For what is a man profited if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? When you read in the book of Deuteronomy, we find the Lord telling Moses to observe and do. Therefore, as the Lord your God has commanded you, and he says to him, you shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Sometimes, folks, we've got to stop trying to figure it all out and just follow. Understanding will come, whether here or in the sweet by and by. Sometimes we simply follow. You see, the hard part is, is we, we sometimes don't see what's on the pipe. And we want to see everything. Are you one of those people on the highway when traffic back, you pull over slightly to the side so you can see what's down the road? I am too. Sometimes you're not going to see what's coming up. And sometimes that's the way God wants it just for you. But I'm going to tell you, if you will simply follow Him. I love, and you know it, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And through that psalm, He begins to show 
how the shepherd is leading the sheep. And one of the most famous scriptures is when the psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Rod and your staff come. All we've got to do is simply follow. I've told my kids from the time that they were young. I've told the churches that I've been blessed to pastor. I've, I've been pastoring this church for almost eight and a half years now. And I've told you that obedience takes the responsibility off your shoulders and places it directly into the hands of the Lord. Because if we're called to follow Him, then the way that we walk and how we walk, if we walk according to His direction and instruction, then we don't need to worry whether we're getting it right or wrong. It's on Him. Well, that got quiet. You see, the problem is, is we want to figure things out. We, we want to see what's over here. And we want to know what's going on over there. And so we'll, we'll take our side tracks. You know what? I'm doing okay with the Lord. I see where He's at. He sees me. You heard people tell you that? Just because He can see you doesn't mean you're going in the right direction. Follow Him. Follow Him. I'm almost done. We lived in British Columbia for the first 15 years of our marriage. I grew up here in Sarasota. The deepest type of thing that I had to, to walk through was the sand on Siesta Key. You know what that's like. It can, it can get tiring. Man. But in British Columbia, where we live, we were eight hours drive north of the border. Canadian border, just in case you... That means there's lots of snow in the winter. And so when you go out in the snow, especially if it's a fresh snow, and especially if it's, if it's kind of in the middle to late part of the season, you know there's lots of snow on the ground. And if you try to go into a place that, that, that is, has fresh snow, that has lots of snow in there, you're going out into the woods or whatever, you, you're going to have to just trudge through the snow one step at a time. And, and just when you think you got your footing, you sink a little further down. But you know one of the secrets I learned? First of all, don't go out by yourself. That's safety. But second, because you're not going out by yourself, follow somebody. Let them do the hard work. Let's go to the snow. I'm going to follow you, buddy. You're going to do the hard work. The one in front's going to do the trudging. 
they're going to get the solid footing and lead the way. And the smart people simply follow in their footsteps. The smart people do not try to create their own path. They put their feet where the other person's feet were. Because it's tried and true. Because it's a solid direction. Because you know the way that you're going. I hope you understand what I'm trying to tell you this morning. Is that Jesus has made a way. He's uh, 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 stepping in a path that is leading you from here into eternity. Let me prove it to you by the scripture. Would you stand? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. The writer tells us, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us, therefore, you get the picture? Jesus has led the way. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah. He's already made the path. He's already opened the door. He's already made the way. And all we've got to do is simply follow. So what do we get? Now thankfully we're on this side. We're this far into the narrative. We've already got the book that shows us, gives us the direction to take. what's in store for those. See the reward. The disciples didn't get to see. Not recall. We get we get record of what's waiting. Revelation 14 and verse 2. same John that wrote the gospel. He says, I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. Verse number four. These are they which are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God. Who 
gets to be recipients of such great recompense of reward. Those that follow. Folks, he's made a way for each of us to make it to heaven, but also for the help that we need in the living that we're living right now. Not only has he, was he tempted in all points like you are, yet without sin, so, so he's made a way through that path. But yet he's also your strength when you are weary. He's your refuge when you need shelter. He's your hope when everything seems hopeless. All you've got to do is simply follow. Don't try to make things more complicated than they are. Follow the footsteps of the Lord. you this morning to find a place to pray there's been parts and paths of your life that you have not fully surrendered to the Lord maybe that you've just started to go off in your own direction trying to do your own thing Lord bring me back needs to be our prayer this morning Lord bring my footsteps back into that place where I'm simply following you. Would you find that place to pray this morning? Would you begin to seek the Lord this morning?